Welcome back to the jointhetrades.com interview series where we talk to tradespeople and learn more about successful career paths straight from the source. Today, our guests are founder of jointhetrades.com, Nicole Bass, and Edwin Mara Quinn, a truck driver and instructor with 15 years of experience in the trade. Edwin, tell us how you got started. Hey, boss. Um, so um, I was 21 when I first got started, um, which is kind of rare. But the thing was that my stepdad actually had his own truck, and I was going through a divorce. You know, I thought I found the one at 18. Divorced by 21. <laughs> um, and I didn't want to be around the house. And at that time, my stepdad talked to me. He said, hey, you know, I'm busy. I can use the help. Um, so I was like, you know, why not? Yeah, so I went down to DMV. Got the handbook, uh, read it, did the testing. Um, I was able to actually have a chance to use his truck to practice. And then uh, I think it was like two weeks after I went and did the, the behind the wheel test. And um, I failed my first one, um, but I passed it on the second time. Um, and then it's just something that just happened. I wasn't really planning on it. It just went along with it. But I'm now 15 years into it. And, um, you know, it's just a great career to have. Um, if you can start it sooner, the better. Um, you know, even um, even just for a year or so, you get to go out and see the the U.S. Even though it's the same country, it's completely different everywhere you go to. Um, and then you get paid to travel. Um, that's how I saw it. You know, I didn't have to say apartment, no house, no. You know, all that money I made, it was just to to kind of travel the U.S. and get paid for it, and you know, just tourist stuff sometimes when I was in a layover somewhere. <laughs> Oh, that's excellent. So uh, it was a fortuitous situation. You, you right. were uh, kind of no necessary direction in life at that point and then <laughs> kind of fell into this situation yeah. and it ended up working out perfect for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I have a question. Yeah. So you said you got to drive your, was it your uncle's truck? To my step a little bit? Your step yeah, truck. Yeah. But otherwise you didn't go to any school. You just went and no. read the book and yep. practiced on your step truck. And do you feel like other people have to, they, they need to know someone who has a truck they can practice on in order to well, do this career? Well, the, the laws have changed back then. Um, you didn't need any schooling. You just, if you had somehow experienced um, something, you just have to do the test and pass the test. Um, now, last year, they changed those rules. So now they are minimum requirements that are needed. Um, so you do have to go through the school. They're trying to tighten up all that. Um, the way that you get your license, except for farmers. I think farmers are still um, uh, where they don't need that, like the schooling, um, but I'm not too sure about that one. But besides that, everybody else now requires uh, at least a few hours of training. Okay. Okay. And are there, excuse me, Nicole. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Edwin, are there, are there different classes of CDL license or is it just one class across the board? Um, so they are class A and class B, at least here in California. I know some states have different types, but basically class A for us is a track and a trailer. So the 53s that you see on the road that you get annoyed being behind us. <laughs> um, or there's a class B, which is a, just a single vehicle. So those are mostly local trucks or the ones that go up the mountain that can't take the, the big big trailers around there um, on that. So those are the two main ones. Um, they do have um, Class C also, but those are usually like the cars that are doing the hazmat deliveries. So there is commercial Class C also on that, but mainly it's the Class A that you want to get. Um, class A will cover B and C. Um, 
but not the vice versa. So, you, so I always recommend do the class A, um, which is the big one, because if you do class B, um, and then you decide, oh, I want to do class A instead, then you got to repay and do everything again, um, just for the same test. And the only thing difference is that you have a trailer. So what I tell, because I own the school um, here at SoCal Trucking School, um, we're located in Bloomington. Um, so what I tell a lot of people is, you know, get a truck and a trailer, a boat, um, jet skis, uh, any type of trailer. Start learning how to how to manage that trailer, how to control it, and then that kind of helps you out to to be able to control a big trailer. Obviously, there are some differences to it, but it kind of gives you the idea that right means left, left means right um, on there. So when I do get some students that come in that never been in a trailer before, it does take a little bit longer because their mind is right is right, left is left. <laughs> and once you get behind a trailer, it's, nope, it's the opposite. <laughs> so um, there are different types of schools. Um, like the one that I have, um, I basically work with the students as to where their level is at. So if they already have some experience, we can do the basic minimum that the requirements are, or you know, do a little bit more training. Or if they know nothing, then we do the big training on that. Um, some schools just do the big training no matter what. So um, obviously the more training you get, the more expensive it gets. But I think it's worth it at the end of the day. Um, it's something that you'll always have um, as long as you have a good record and your drive, um, you know, you pass your medical. I've seen people in their 90s still driving just because they want to. They don't want to be at home um, on there. So it's always a fallback to have um, on there. And the prices can go from maybe 2000 to 10000 And then um, some schools, they do um, pay for the schooling. Um, you do have to work for them for a certain period of time. And then, um, then they cover the, the license for that. But the earnings of it, it's really great. It can be, you know, a little bit over the minimum wage to get started. But as you experience more and more, um, you become more valuable and things change or you get more endorsements um, like hazmat, doubles, like FedEx and stuff like that. UPS is one of the highest paid um, driving. I, I hear they're making $40, $50 an hour um, on there. So it goes up in levels as you go along. And, you know, for a $2,000, you know, payment to be able to make that in a week or, or two, um, you know, it's it's a really good investment in yourself that I recommend for a lot of people to start doing it. I have to do some math on this. Forty to fifty dollars an hour. What does that What does that equal a year? I can't math fast. Uh, I think about ninety to a hundred thousand, something like that. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's great. That's fantastic. So you're at the point now where you're actually running your own school. Yeah. Um, and that was how, how many years in did you end up doing that? Um, so I started driving with my stepdad. Um, this was back in 08. And um, then the economy hit. We lost it. Um, then I went to work for another company. And I was an on-the-road trainer with them. So I took them after school. After they finished their, their schooling, they got their license. I took them in the real world. We went out driving uphills, downhills everywhere around, um, teaching the rules of the road and stuff like that. Um, from there, I kind of left the, the trucking um, because I, again, I didn't want to be at home at the beginning. Um, then it was too much not being at home. <laughs> so I wanted to enjoy my time um, more at home. So I kind of left, went somewhere else, and then that went down. And then I returned with another company. And that company, I was um, uh, solo, but I was traveling from here to Texas and back. 
So I would leave Monday, be back by Thursday night, Friday morning, um, and then have the weekends off from there. So that worked great. Um, after four years of that, it got kind of boring. Um, and I was offered a job over at a school. And so I was like, okay, you know, that'll take me out of, out of the road. Um, it's a little bit less money, but I can start teaching what I learned, um, on there and try to get people started on that. And then, um, I was there for five years and then I decided to open my own thing and kind of change it around a bit, um, because they were one of the schools that, um, you did the whole program, no matter what you did. And you have to be there from beginning to end all day, every day. And so what I wanted to was to help out exactly. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to was to, um, to help out the people that had to work. You know, we understand that some people can't just give up work and go to school full time. So that was something that was in my mind. It's like, I want to be able to help them out. Okay. Can do for, you know, eight hours a day, come in three hours here and there and kind of help them out, make that transition from what they're doing now to, you know, be able to go into trucking and stuff like that. So that was my whole point of why I came up with SoCal was to help other people that can't, you know, spend $10,000 and then they don't want to get locked in into a contract with these big companies. So maybe they can do some payments here and there. And then, you know, and especially if they had some training, moving trailers around, um, you know, I've had so many construction guys, gardeners, so they move trailers around most of the time. And so they had some experience on that. Just have to work it a little bit and, and I get them going the right way. And, um, and then they, they, the stories that I get back are really great, you know, to, that they were making minimum wage, breaking their backs, and now they're, they're mostly more making more money, looking at buying their houses and stuff like that. Awesome. So let's say someone, let's say someone just finishes school with you, right? And they're starting to, to head towards, okay, what direction can I go? what kind of opportunities are there? Are they, how do they set up their schedule? Do they go to a company and say, Hey, I'm willing to be on the road this much, or I only want to be on the road this much. How much freedom is there as far as your own choices? So when I first started to now, it has changed a lot. They have made it uh, much easier for people because some people, um, the biggest problem I had when I first started teaching on the road was that you had to leave for at least six weeks. You know, you, you were out of the house. Now, for me, that was single, no kids, nothing, no problem. Um, but for people that have family, kids, and stuff like that, um, that was sometimes the problem was that, you know, they, they had to go home um, earlier and they couldn't do it. Now I'm hearing that the turnaround is about two to three weeks. So you're out two to three weeks, and then you're home two to three days or so. That's kind of like the basics of it. Um, that's probably the easiest way to get into trucking is going over the road because these big companies, they are self-insured. So they can um, ensure whoever they want um, on there. Um, so they, they give the chances to these people that are brand new. Um, locally, about two years ago when the pandemic started, um, I was getting calls from companies locally, like, I need drivers, I need drivers, like, we got work to do um, on there. Um, so they were bypassing the insurance. But most of the time, the insurance doesn't want brand new drivers working locally because all the training that you have, is behind the wheel is um, with cones in a safe area, you know, and then you go out on the road, you're in gas stations, you're in little areas where people don't want to be behind you, so they're going around you. And, you know, if you're someone brand new to it, um, it can get a little nerve-wracking, and then you don't see something, you get into an accident, and little accidents here and there start adding up. So it makes it a little bit harder to get a local job, um, but it's, it's not impossible. Um, especially if you know people around it, 
So I try to keep a list of companies that have worked with me before um, locally. Um, so that way I can give my students that. Now, it's up to the students of what exactly they want. So one question that I get a lot is um, what's the pay and how much time do I need to be working? It varies. <laughs> um, there is, you know, it's, it's a give and take. So if you want the most money, it's an it's a on-the-road trainer. Um, you go out on the road, train new people. Um, that's probably where you're going to make the most money, but you're never home. Or you can do the home, but, um, you know, you're, you're not going to make as much out there. Unless you, you get the experience, then, then that changes. But at the beginning, um, you can do dedicated, what's called, um, meaning you're going to the same place every day or every week or every month. So we had a route from here to Boston. Um, so it can be a route from here to Boston, here to Arizona. Um, you know, you're home every other day or every two days or something like that. So there's different routes that you can take um, as to what it is that you want. Um, you can do construction here. means you're going to be driving at nighttime. So you'll be sleeping during the day. <laughs> or you can go out on the road for a day or two and then come back. So it, it just varies so much as to what it is that you want. So I tell my students, you know, think about what you want. You want home time, you want money. Um, obviously, we we want both, but <laughs> um, at the beginning, it's kind of hard. Which one do you want more? Once you get the experience of you're going, you start talking to other drivers, start seeing other companies. You get the experience where the insurance is going to hire you. Um, then, they, then it can be more towards the money and home time. But at the beginning, it can be a little bit difficult to get both. Yeah, you know, I... I, I know a little bit about trucking just because my uncle, who I love to pieces, and I hope he sees this, my uncle's a trucker. He's a truck driver. And I think like a lot of trades careers, having talked to him about this one, a lot of it has to do with how much, how much experience do you have? Right. Um, because you're going to make some sacrifices early on. Do you want to be home or do you want to make the money? And then as you gain more experience, more opportunities open up to you, whether it's, gonna, whether it's working for somebody regionally or locally uh, instead of you know na the large nationwide Organizations. I also know a lot because I've seen Over the Top, the Sylvester Stallone movie. I feel like if you watch Over the Top, you know everything you need to know about the trucking industry. Right. No? <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah. your opportunity to uh, flex your guns for us, Edwin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody. Out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so go ahead. For my uncle, there's, the big game changer for him was when he bought his own truck. You know, right. he uh, up until that point, you're employed by someone else. You're driving their vehicles. And um, then he's, you know, saved up and got his own truck. And now he's an entrepreneur. He takes the jobs that he wants. He, he, he drives as far as he wants to drive, depending on whether it's worth it to him or not. Yeah. And but for the most part, he likes to be home uh, at this stage of his career. And, and that afforded him that flexibility is, you know, um, um, being able to work for himself means that he got to set his own schedule. Right. Yeah, and it gets to that point where some, some people do that. I've seen some owner-operators where they don't work during the wintertime. Like, as soon as the snow starts hitting the yeah. ground, that's it, I'm done. And then once it yeah. goes away, it's like, okay, I'm back to work on that. So, but, you know, yeah. again, it's a it's an investment that you got to do at the beginning to get all that going yeah. where you can um, talk to contractors and get the right routes that you want. There are some people that don't hit, you know, the north. They just stay down south um, on there, mm -hmm. so... They get their, their run going do. on that. Mm -hmm. 
Hey, that's an interesting point you bring up because I was I grew up in Chicago and and now I'm in Texas, which of course is polar opposites as far as temperature <laughs> goes. So driving in the north, I'm assuming, is obviously is more dangerous on right. some level because of the weather, uh, particularly I assume on uh, with anywhere with mountains, correct, oh, yeah. and snow. So is that training completely different? If if you were training in say the say the Southwest or something, are they going to give you a complete training that would incorporate that kind of driving, or are you just doing a regional type of uh, training? Um, so the one that we do here at school is just the basics that the um, California DMV requires us to do. Um, we do kind of try to do a little bit more, but the problem is that um, DMV um, the, what they use for testing. Um, doesn't always go with what you do out in the real world. So that's why, you know, like I said at the beginning is um, I was an on-the-road trainer. So the first thing I would tell my students is forget what you learned at school. We're going to learn the real stuff here um, because mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that you need to do, um, it's different from what the requirements are. Um, it's like driving out in, in Boston area. You know, there's never any north and south streets. It's all circles and you got to make these wide turns and everything um, on there that California doesn't know about um, on there. So if you never left California, you don't know about that um, on there. So there are things that you have to do out there. So that's usually what the companies um, do once you get hired. They don't give you a truck and say, okay, take this load over here. They'll put you with the trainer, and then that trainer is supposed to show you um, as much as they can because you'll never learn everything. <laughs> you know, I'm still driving here and there, and – I still learn some stuff here and there too. And sometimes from my students too, it's like, oh my, you know, they show me this and they're like, oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> um, so you never stop learning. That's one thing um, on there. Um, so you got different types of training that you do as you go along. Um, so we start you off with never been inside a truck. All right, we'll teach you how to control it. And then when you get your license, from there you go with the company and then they teach you what you're gonna do. Um, obviously, if it's construction, it's only locally here. How do you move the trailer around? How do you dump your load and stuff like that? Or if you go with one of the big companies, they'll show you the mountain area, the snow, the chain, stuff like that. So you do get extra training as to how much that is. It depends on the, on the company that you go with. Some it's a week if you already have some experience. Some can be six weeks um, out there with a trainer. Cool. Cool. Nicole, do you have anything to add right now? I always have things to add, but I'm trying <laughs> I, to like I know. keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about a day in the life because this, I've actually never, although my uncle uh, has his own truck, can you, would you believe I've never actually been inside of it and I've never oh, seen wow. <laughs> what the inside is like. And I know that it's very cool because they're essentially, they're like, you live in there for, yeah. for weeks. So can you tell us a little about that? Um, so you start off your day. Now, now every day, it's not always the same because it depends on your load as to where you're going um, or what time your pickup is. Sometimes it's at nighttime, sometimes during the day. Um, so it just depends on where it is. Now, we do have hours um, that we do have that we can only drive during the day, during a 24-hour period. So we can only drive 11 hours in a 24-hour period on there. So you want to be careful not to get started too early because that's your money maker. It's if the reels are not turning, you're not making money. So you don't want to start too early and start burning out your time and not be able to finish it off or get too far ahead um, on there. So you start with your inspection first. So you walk around your vehicle and make sure your tires are good, um, brake systems are, are good, nothing's leaking, nothing's flat out of the way. 
um, then you start um, you want to do your your um, your pre-trip inspection on that um, your routes which way you're gonna go traffic areas um, obviously during the morning you don't want to be going through the city so you want to try to go around the city um, unless you have to um, so it's it's a lot of planning that you got to do from the beginning because as your day comes to an end um, depending on where that is it can be no parking area and then you're looking around for parking or to sleep for the night um, you do have to rest after certain er um, hours, I believe it's eight hours. Um, you have to have a 30-minute break. You can do a little bit sooner. But it's a lot of trip planning that you got to do. Um, and try to get your load there as quick as possible, as safely as possible. Um, and then just kind of take little breaks to stretch out. Because driving for 11 hours straight, is, it's a lot of pain <laughs> after a while. So um, take some breaks here and there. Rest. Um, don't push yourself. Um, especially during the winter time, you want to be careful. You want to see what routes are going to be good for um, that's not have accidents or snow, you know, around there. So, but you sleep, but you sleep in the truck. You get up. So what I'm hearing you say is we, we're road tripping. We're sleeping in in the mornings because you don't want to start too early. This sounds great for already for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the good thing about trucking is that they're not really on you. Like, hey. It's, you know, 7 o'clock, you need to be up right now. Um, basically, the, the good thing about it is that they give you um, a start time. They tell you, okay, you're going to pick up here at this time, and then we want you to drop off here at this time, and we want you to take this route. Now, as what you do in between there, that's up to you. So you just got to plan it right, um, and then, you know, do your route and not get behind on it. Because companies know when you're falling behind, they get a warning sign saying that you're, you're falling behind on it. Um, but worst case scenario, something happens, you get a flat tire. Um, that's a good thing about the big companies that they can have someone else come in, pick up your trailer to give you theirs, and then that way the load gets delivered, and then you can take care of yourself. But you don't want to get too far behind every single time because then that means you're on your way out <laughs> um, on there. But, yes, you do sleep on the truck most of the time. Um, I know some companies will pay for hotel rooms. If that's not something that they're usually doing um on there um so they'll they'll pay or they'll have a contract with the hotel room um and then they'll just pay for that but for the most part everybody does sleep in their trucks on there um gets a little bit um hard at the beginning because you have other trucks that are turned on the trailer sometimes are refrigerated so you have the refrigerator going on and off um when i when i was on the road training that was a hard thing for my students to get used to it's like there's too much noise and then after a while, they went home. It's like, I can't sleep. There's not enough noise <laughs> um, on there. But it's something you got to get used to it out there. Okay. So you were mentioning um, the, partly how cool it is to have the freedom, right, of the fact right. that the, the basically a, com uh, a company says to you, hey, we need this load here delivered by this time. And that gives you all the time in the world to figure out, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to take a break here, which is, which is nice. Uh, that's certainly a pro. What are, what are some of the other pros and cons? Um, the pros, what I used to do was when, um, when um, because I have family all over, um, some in Texas, New York, Boston. So I would run my hours to where I would end up uh, with no out, no driving hours around that area. And then I can't drive legally uh, for 10, for 10, um, for 10 hours. I can't be driving. Um, so I have to lay down there. So I would get close enough to wherever my family member was or 
France or wherever I wanted to explore. And then from there, I have 10 hours to do what I need to. Or um, at the end of the week, you're, you need to rest for 34 hours. And then that's usually where I really did my tours. Um, I want to make sure that my hours ran out somewhere in New Jersey, park the truck, and then go to New York for the weekend and then come back and then start, you know, hitting the road again. So it's good. Um, you can take people with you as long as the company's okay with it. Um, you can travel together, kind of see different areas. Um, or if you want to explore somewhere, you know, you kind of, you kind of set it up yourself. So that's where the planning really comes into play. Because if you plan it right, then, you know, you'll have a lot of fun into it. Cool. Sure, every time I watch one of these interviews, I'm like, that's the trade I should be in. That's the trade I should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Yeah, I, I recommend whenever whenever I get a student, it's like, oh, you know, no kids, no family. Dude, hit the road. Like, oh, go travel, you know. Um, uh, I actually did that with my sister. Uh, she was going to school for um, for, for teaching, and um, she didn't like it uh, halfway through. And I'm like, then why are you paying for school? Or, well, I want to finish the college, you know. For what? <laughs> if you don't like it already and you're only halfway there, why are you going to go more into debt and then not even go into that, that field on it? So she did. She came home. Um, she didn't finish it. And at that time, I was managing the other school. And so I talked to my my um, my boss, and I was able to get her, her, her license um, for free um, on there. So we got everything. She didn't want to do the trucking. We did truck and bus at the time. So she was like, I'll do the bus, but I won't do the trucking. And as her big brother, you know, that was nice. And I said, no, uh, you're doing everything. <laughs> um, and, uh, and three weeks into it, uh, she comes in and talks to me about hitting the road. And like, oh, what happened? I thought you didn't want to do the trucking. And now you're going to, you want to go out on the road. <laughs> um, and she did. She did two years out on the road. Um, she took her dog. And then she just traveled for two years. Um, you know, I helped her get financially disabled on, you know, give her ideas on how to do that. So she wasn't paying anything over here. So she, she did, she got some, uh, she got traveling time. She spent, you know, a lot of pictures all over. And um, she was able to save some money. And then when I opened up the school, she's here helping me now. But now she has the experience to show, um, you know, her own students like, hey, you know, because sometimes we get some guys who are like, she doesn't know how to drive. And then she goes behind the wheel like, here, let me show you how. <laughs> um, but you know it, it's getting to that point where there's more and more women coming into the field um, they're doing more automatic vehicles now so that clutch you know it's, it's, it's getting away from here now it's mostly automatic vehicles and um, what they what a lot of companies are doing now is called dropping hooks so you go in there you drop your trailer you pick up an empty one and then you head out so you don't have to be there anymore to get unloaded because um, sometimes that's what kind of takes the longest is getting your appointment, getting a door, unloading it, counting it, making sure everything. That wastes a lot of hours on your time um, on there. So um, so now it's just, hey, get to security, go drop it off over there, pick up an empty over here, and then you, you're on to your next load um, on that. That's nice. That's nice that they've uh, arranged that. Hey, you mentioned this is fascinating because I had no idea. You mentioned that now more and more of these semis are becoming automatic. Huh? Mm -hmm. So you're not you're not doing. The, so there's a the training becoming less and in, less intensive. Then I assume. Yes. Yeah. So they they have made it a lot easier. Actually, um, next week where um, DMV is doing a new um, backing maneuvers, which have gone. Uh, at, 
for me, I think it's a little too easy now, um, but they are trying to get more people out on the road out there um, on that. So it is making it because a lot of people weren't coming into the, the industry anymore because everything was manual and they didn't want to learn the manual or, you know, they felt like they weren't going to be able to learn it. So little by little, they, they introduced the automatics and now the big companies are all mostly automatic. Some of the smaller ones still keep the manual. Um, that That's mostly for the power. So basically like the uh, oversized um, um, stuff that you need to carry or construction, sometimes you got to have that power behind it. So I think the manuals are more for power, um, but, you know, you're delivering flowers or beds or stuff like that. Automatic is fine. <laughs> I think I derailed us. I think we were actually on the pros and cons portion and then I got, I got distracted. So I apologize. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> so what yeah. were some of the yeah go ahead Cruz sorry yeah just go ahead and, and address a, a a few of the cons I mean you mentioned obviously it's all relative to your family situation on right. some level right pros and cons yeah. but but what else um, I mean that's something that I think you're gonna um, come across you know leaving your family for a bit regardless as to what you need to do um, on there so uh, the cons is you know you're you're alone most of the time now you could. Um, drive with someone as a team driver, but then it gets complicated because you're in a little, you know, 10 foot box or, or smaller, uh, for 23 hours a day, <laughs> um, on there. So if you're not with the right person, it can get a little bit difficult to live with them, um, on there. So it's either, so it's either alone or, or, or risk with, you know, who you take with. I would think that the alone part of it could be a pro for some people, especially oh, yeah. if you get really into like listening to podcasts or reading audiobooks or things like that, listening to music. I could see where that would be very appealing to a lot of people, but I could also see where it would get lonely. That that makes sense. Yeah, and that's what I did when I was driving is that I would use that time at the classroom time. I'll do one hour listening to financials, one hour to listen to news, and then another hour just music, and then kind of repeat it that way. So, you know, you're spending most of your time inside that box, so, you know, have do something with it where you can learn from mm -hmm. that. So that's that's what I recommend is do a year, go out on the road, um, and then use it as a classroom. You know, if trucking's not going to be for you, um, then, you know, at least you have it as a backup if you ever need it. And then um, you can start learning other things. You, you're going to have um, 13 hours where you're just sitting around. So you can do your college, online college on there. Um, on there, listening to podcasts, um, all your guys' videos on there, um, trying to see what trade days you'd rather go to. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's, even if it's not, you know, a lifetime that you're going to do tracking, at least it gets you started. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a good point you bring up. Um, now things have changed so much with the education you can honestly get for free on YouTube. So yeah. doing that, you can actually you know discover other opportunities possibly in the meantime. Is it possible? Let's say someone had been doing it and then um, they decided like, oh, I've got you know I can put in twenty five hours a week doing this other thing. How hard is it to swing a part time a part time uh, session or a part time? Uh, it, it depends thing? on it depends on how experienced you are. So I I have a friend that works for FedEx. He's a contractor there. Um, and so whenever I'm, I'm down in time, it's slow, or my team has the school going. Um, and I just want to get away. I'll call them up. Hey, you know, you need me this week. I, I got time. 
and he'll give me loads and stuff like that. So it's locally here around there. Um, but you know, that's because I have the experience and, um, he, he comes and goes, especially during Christmas time, he'll call me up like, Hey, I need you this time. And like, all right, gotcha. Let's go. Um, so it does, does it, you are able to do that, um, do seasonal or part-time. Um, but once you get the experience first, so you can't go, you know, fresh out of school. I mean, like I want to do this part-time, um, on there. So it, it is doable. It just depends on where you go and if the companies have that, that available too. Okay. Well, hey, so you're obviously teaching now at this point and, and you're seeing a lot of new people come into this system. And what kind of traits do you think that someone needs to have to really succeed here that that would be a perfect fit for the job? Um, mostly just um, just backing experience. Just um, get a truck and a trailer and start learning how to back a, a trailer, even at home and in, in your driveway, you know, obviously be safe around it. <laughs> um, but that will get you ahead faster to be able to um, to go through the program faster on there, and it doesn't get too expensive. Um, or like I said, you can sign up with one of these state companies and they'll pay for your schooling, but you are contracted under them. Um, so what I didn't like, what some companies I, I know I've seen was that they would um, they would do like a two-year contract. Um, this was again back 15 years ago. Um, they would do a two-year contract First year, awesome. You got your time. You got everything that you wanted. They kept you happy. But after the first year, um, they kind of start pulling back because now you have the experience. So now um, more companies are going to want to hire you, and now you can go and leave. But what happens when you don't finish a two-year contract is that now you got to pay the schooling back plus the interest, and, you know, they still got, you know, your time in there. So sometimes that, those, that progress I don't like. Um, because I, I know they can play games like that. Um, I'd rather pay, them pay for schooling, and then a lot of companies are actually reimbursing them for that. So as long as they're working for that company, they can reimburse. So that's something new that a lot of big companies have started to, is the reimbursement. Before it was you come through us and get your license or you don't get nothing, but now they are doing reimbursement. So that is something that can you know help them out, where they don't have to sign a contract anymore because that company didn't pay for the schooling. Um, but they are getting reimbursed for that. So someone like a school small like mine, um, where we can work with their schedule and, you know, with the experience that they have, it kind of makes it easier for them later on. So that way they don't have that problem. Actually, I have to be in this company for this long. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you've given us uh, like little hacks here as far yeah. as, hey, uh, if you want to get started, you best thing, just get yourself a trailer for a while, start driving it, and it's going to make a huge difference right. in your progress. I love it. Uh, how else do you think someone could get started? I mean, obviously, that's a great first hack to, to get rolling. And if someone out there was like, hey, you know what, I really, I really would like to do this. I'm going to take advantage of that information, get myself a trailer, drive around my neighborhood. But then where would they proceed from there uh from there it's just basically looking up um there's a couple of apps that will help them out um with cdo with the written test so that way they don't have to pay for that too and they're free not um you know connected to dmv or anything um it's just like games that you play um and you start learning little things here and there um go into forums go into facebook um they have um pro um what's called um groups that will be um, that, you know, it's all about trucking or, or what they call hot shot. 
which is just a regular truck in a trailer. Obviously, you do have to do commercial too, but, um, you know, it's a little bit of a smaller scale on there. Um, sometimes if the weight is not too big, they don't need a commercial license for that. Um, you know, I, I've seen some people do that, start from there, just a regular, like a Silverado or F-350, something like that, and then just move cars around or, you know, see if it's something that they're interested in because, it, you know, um, after the year, it's either you're in it or you're not. <laughs> so, um, but fair. yeah, for, um, you know, Facebook groups, um, a couple of apps on your phone, um, just put CDL and I'll throw a whole bunch of them in there. The the apps that you're talking about, you said you just type in CDL and you can just find mm-hmm. free apps out there that yep. train you and give you some basic information. That's very cool. Yep. Was it? Who created the app? What was that? You know what? That's a different conversation. <laughs> but uh, it's different companies <laughs> that do it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, very cool. All right, Edwin. I mean, this has been great information, man. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, this is a perfect time, if you'd like, to go ahead and, and plug your school and anything else you'd, you'd like to tell people about. Yeah, of course. Uh, so we are SoCal Trucking School. We do have Facebook page, TikTok, Instagram. Um, we're located in Bloomington. Um, our valley, the closest three will be Cedar. We are three miles down from the commercial DMV in Fontana. Um, and we're here Monday through Friday, Saturday by appointment. Um, and we work with um, pretty much almost anybody uh, as we can and try to get them the best way um, to where they can get their license and spend the least possible um, on there without having to spend so much money on there. Um, we try to work with their schedule also and try to do as much as we can to help them out. Even after they already graduated, um, if they're still trying to change um, you know, companies. We do try to keep um, our, our Facebook page to where I will post up companies that are hiring. So we'll get calls. You know, I need these many drivers, and for this, and I'll post them there, or um, or I'll get them connected with someone that you know. Especially once they try to do their owner operator, um, I try to connect them with my other students that I know are doing it already, and see if they can get together and kind of help each other out. You know, have that SoCal behind them, you know, ready to get that group going together. And if somebody so is this, to, go sorry, ahead. If somebody wanted to talk to you, somebody watches this video and they're just like, man, I have questions for Edwin, but I can't believe Nicole and crew didn't ask him. Um, <laughs> what is the best way to get in touch with you just to reach out on the Facebook page? Uh, Facebook or you can call or text us. It's uh, the phone number is 909-269-0009. Um, we're on Google, so just put SoCal Trucking School, and it gives uh, all information on there. I've got you pulled up right now, actually. Okay. <laughs> Way ahead of you. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, brother. Uh, congratulations on, on all of your success. And uh, it's incredibly cool that you're running such a such a down-home program where you're actually there for people and, and helping them in times of need when, when they're evolving and that's excellent. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah, not I, something that, you know, you come here, give me your money and then get out. <laughs> um, I try to keep in contact. I still talk to people that, you know, I've trained 10 years ago um, on there, even if it's just, you know, a high here and there. Um, or sometimes they'll call me up like, Hey, I'm, I was thinking about doing this and then I'll get them together. Okay. I don't know about it, but this person is doing it. So let me see if they're okay talking to you. And try to connect them together. You know, it's a it's a brotherhood that's out there 
um, that, you know, everybody wants to help each other out. There's plenty of work out there, no need for competition um, on it. So try to help each other out. If it's something that you want to do and get your own truck and your own routes and stuff like that, be more tool, you know, more helpful. And then whenever I'm bored, I'll call them up. Hey, I'm bored. Give me a job. But, you, you know, you do, get, you do miss the roads every now and then. And, and I, you know, I do have some people I can call up and like, I need, I need to get out of here. It's like, it's, it's driving me crazy. And, uh, and now I just hit the road and it's calming and you get paid for it. So it's nice. That's great. I think it's great that you've reached a point in your career where you can give back and, Mm -hmm. and educate others. That's, that's the dream for everybody is to have had a long successful career and reach a point where you can give back. Uh, so that's great. Congratulations. And, and, and thank you so much for doing this for us. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, um, we should talk to you also. We're going to get your school on jointhetrades.com. Um, but uh, we'll talk about that offline. Okay. So. All right. Sounds we'll good. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for being here, brother. All right. Thank you. We'll see you next time, folks. All right. <laughs>